Are you saying Kelsey Russo's doing illegal things with a phone tap? No, not mm-hmm. at all. Okay. Saying she's got her, her ear to the ground and you she said knows tapped. what's going Well, I mean. That's illegal. If that's what you think, Chelsea's Chapter. not doing anything illegal. She's no, a nice person. She is from The Athletic. She's a Cavs beat reporter. And, of course, she is on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Kelsey, what's going on in there? Hey, guys. How are you? Good. You're not doing anything illegal, right? No phone nope. tapping. <laughs> nope. Not trying to. See? Probably not worth it. Let's be honest. Totally not yeah. worth it. Uh, what do you think the Cavs are doing right now as we're two hours away from the trade deadline? Oh, boy. It's been interesting because um, – you know, I kind of thought yesterday um, that they were going to just stand pat, and I still think um, there's that potential today. But after the Kevin Durant trade last night, it sort of opened the door for maybe looking at a potential wing move. So um, I think they're going to obviously, I mean, with two hours left, you're obviously going to have conversations. That's kind of how this thing works. Um, but we'll see if anything materializes in the next two hours for for a trade for a wing because um, – that's obviously been like the kind of the question about this team since, you know, the beginning of the season. So Kelsey, can Kevin Love play anymore? I think he can. Yeah. Um, I think there's kind of been just this interesting um, dynamic, obviously, you know, getting Dean Wade back in the mix has kind of taken his minutes away. So that's sort of been why we've seen that recently, why he hasn't been playing. Um, but I still think, he has something to give to a team, to the Cavs, um, you know, just certain matchups, et cetera. Um, his veteran presence is really important, but um, obviously it's just kind of with the Cavs currently and them finally being healthy, it's kind of created a little bit of a log jam for minutes and keeping the rotation tighter. So um, I think, but I still think he can play. I think he's shown that um, over the last couple of seasons um, in a smaller role, you know, fewer minutes on the floor, but he still can be effective when he's healthy. The thing I find interesting about what's going on, and you just touched on it, Dean Wade's come back, and that's eaten into Kevin's minutes. Earlier, they were starting Dean Wade and bringing Kevin off the bench. Why doesn't that still work? I think it still, I think it does work. I think at the moment, um, they've kind of seen how Isaac has played really, really well at the three in this kind of recent stretch when he's been in the starting lineup. Um, and I don't think they want to kind of mess with that at the moment, you know, so that's why um, Dean has come off the bench and played um, more so at the four, but also at the three. They've like, they've been intrigued about how Donovan, Darius, and Dean can look together in the starting lineup, and it kind of sort of looks like a, that big lineup they did last year when they had Lowry at the three, in a sense. Um, and with how Dean can space the floor, he can shoot, he can defend really well. Um, he can, you know, switch onto a ton of guys and guard. But I think they're sort of rolling with what's working at the moment um, and, and kind of trying to see what that looks like before they make, you know, a move to move, if they move Gene into, like, the starting lineup, if that makes sense. Kelsey, what's – I mean, there's been talk about buying out Kevin Love, too. What's the advantage for the Cavaliers if they buy him out, or is it just a nice way to say, hey, we're not going to play. Uh, thank you for your time served, and you can go play for any other team. We'll, we'll finish out the rest of your contract here. Yeah, um, I think, I mean, obviously, um, I'm trying to think how to word it. (laughs) Um, I think there, I mean, there is advantage to it in the sense of, like, you're you're recognizing um, giving him another opportunity to play somewhere else um, because, obviously, his contract has been a big factor in all of this, and, and, 
just the money that a team would have to take on um, if, if they were to trade him per se. So by buying him out, that sort of allows him um, to go play somewhere else. So, um, and I think it's recognizing too of, you know, they know what Kevin has done for the organization. Um, you know, he's part of obviously the championship team. Um, he's been here forever. Um, he's seen the highs and the lows. He's been a veteran for this young group. And so um, I think like that, that that's, they, there is that kind of that level of respect there in that sense of what Kevin has given to the Cavs. Um, and if they aren't going to, per se, like play him, um, I would, you know, they could see that as an as a, an opportunity to like allow him to move on. But um, I guess we'll see sort of, I'm curious how that plays out um, kind of, especially now that they've talked about, um, you know, Dean playing more so at the four and, and taking Kevin's minutes. So I'm just kind of curious how that all plays out. Kelsey Russo joining us, covers the Cavaliers for the Athletic. Would you be more apt to make a move because Brooklyn traded Kevin Durant? Or would you think, okay, we are where we are and you still have Boston and Milwaukee and Philadelphia in this division and we can't rush this thing? Yeah, I mean, so I kind of wrote about this yesterday and I don't think my viewpoint changes even with this trade of Durant. Um, I think the Cavs have a really solid group at the moment and they're exactly where they should be. Um, and where we, where I thought they were going to be kind of, even after they made this trade for Donovan Mitchell, you know, kind of like you mentioned that you have the bucks, you have Boston, you have Philly, like, um, the East has a lot of talent at the top, obviously. And so being in that mix is really important, but for them just kind of to take this next step as a group, wasn't to all of a sudden be in contention for, you know, the finals or even the Eastern conference finals, like they wanted to get this playoff experience by doing so and, and allow this group to grow together and to build that chemistry. And I think a factor in all of this, especially the season, you know, they've had 19 different starting lineups. There's been a ton of, um, you know, movement because guys have been injured. And so they're try- they're finally getting a chance to see what they look like as a healthy rotation, a healthy roster um, for the most part. And they're seeing how everything's clicking and I think you just ride that out for the rest of the season. Like, I think you, you allow this group to really build as a unit, get that playoff experience, and then you make any moves in the summer um, to take that next step. But um, it's just kind of an interesting component because, um, you know, like, like, like the Durant move opened up this potential for a wing, but at the same time, I think there is something to be said about just standing pat and allowing this group to build with each other and continue just pushing forward through the rest of the season. Where are they now then? After let's just say they stand pat, maybe they they buy out Kevin Love. Let's just let's let's assume that or something or something happens with Kevin. And even if they keep him on the team, it's not like you're gonna have any expectations for him to be you know giving quality minutes here down the stretch unless somebody else gets hurt. Where are they right now? Especially when you look at what's happened in the East so far over the last week. And I mean, you just look at the standings; they're crawling up the standings. What what is a realistic goal that you think they have, and then what do you think the goal is in the front office? Yeah, so I think um, realistically they're fourth right now in the East, um, and I think that's a pretty good spot for them. You know, um, kind of jumping even higher is going to be a little bit difficult, um, but they have another game against Philly 
or two games against Philly, actually, um, one next week and one later in March, um, which are going to be important games for them, obviously. But, you know, I think, like, I think this is where they thought they were going to be. So the realistic expectation is honestly staying here and building on it. Um, you know, getting that first round playoff experience, obviously a goal, you know, kind of a higher aspiration would be second round of the playoffs, et cetera, kind of getting that experience and making it through. But a first round playoff series is going to be really important for this team um, just to kind of learn the nuances of that totally different covering like in the playoffs. Um, and can they make it through that? And I think that's sort of going to be, that's the test for them is can they make it through that? So, you know, kind of the realistic goal is first round playoff series, take it as far as you can. An aspiration would be obviously to, um, you know, second round. And I think too, another thing is if they can keep home court advantage um, for that first round would be really important for them as well. um, to where they are at the moment, because, we've seen how successful they are at home and how they've, they've dealt with some road struggles and they're working through those, but if they can secure home court advantage, that's going to just play a major factor and, you know, be a boost for them come playoffs. Kelsey has been real obvious to some extent that Donovan Mitchell hasn't been a hundred percent since that groin injury flared up a little bit. And it looks like, you know, he's coming around and everything else. Is that a major concern for the Cavs, or do you think they're okay and that you know he's progressing nicely in that area? Yeah, I definitely think it's something they're obviously keeping an eye on. I don't think it's necessarily a concern. Um, they are like being careful because you know groin injuries can, like you said, they can flare up. They kind of can take a while, so they're you know and and part of it too. And, and JB said this yesterday. I thought this was interesting. Of sometimes you know there's there's movement. Um, in the game or, you know, you're going after a loose ball or whatever, but if it's bothering you, sometimes that sticks in your mind more so and you're a little bit more hesitant um, to necessarily maybe like go do that move that you would normally. So, but they are seeing him progress really well. Um, You know, I think it's, he's finding his way back, um, finding those movements, you know, and so they, like, they know he's getting closer to hundred percent. And I don't think there's a concern there. It's just obviously being careful with it and, and, and watching his, his progression in his recovery, but I don't think there's a concern there. All right. Last one. They will make a move. They won't make a move. (laughs) Um, No pressure there. Kelsey. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Okay. My personal opinion, I don't think they make a move. Um, I just think, you know, I think there's obviously conversations that are being had and I think that's totally fine. That's how this thing works. But I think with their lack of first round picks, um, they're, you know, their salary cap situation with them being, I think, just like $2 million under the luxury tax line. Um, I think there's just kind of a, there's, there's not an opportunity to really sweeten a deal to get somebody that's going to make a difference. And I think, as we've been seeing things happen today, um, the picks that are being added into um, deals, like multiple guys, et cetera, three-team deals, like I just think um, there might not be enough there to get somebody that's going to be a true upgrade. Um, there are obviously guys that are in that conversation that could be really good fits, but I just think there's not somebody that's like this massive upgrade that um, makes a ton of sense to to do so at this moment. So I'm going to say they don't move, but we'll see if I'm wrong. <laughs> I, we're all playing the same game. So thank you, Kelsey. We appreciate your time. Of course, we're reading The Athletic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you, Kelsey. All right. She is Kelsey Russo from The Athletic. Make sure you read her. She's a Cavaliers beat reporter. And, of course, she was on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline.